0: Hi, Monique Bowley here. Every week on Mamma Mia Out Loud, we'd give our recommendations, what we were obsessed with reading or watching or listening to that week. But you told us, listeners, you'd forgotten them, or you missed them, or you just wanted to hear them again. You want it? You got it, casters. Today, it's our favourite podcast we've listened to this year. There's a lot of great pods out there. There's also a lot of duds. If you're overwhelmed with the choices, let us narrow it down for you. From the shows that are great company on a long road trip to the must-listen episodes for media students to the surprising and the delightful, we've saved our best podcast recommendations till last. You don't need a notepad for this episode. We'll put all the recommendations in the show links. And tell us what you're listening to on the Mamma Mia Podcast Network Facebook page or tweet us at Mamma Mia Podcasts. Turn up the volume, casters, and let us begin. Ladies, what are you listening to?
1: I'm listening to Serial Season 2. Yeah. So, ooh, okay, I'm going to plug it first. So, Serial um, Season 1 was pretty much... What brought made podcasts cool again? So it's an, it was a narrative style. You guys all know what it was. It was produced by the guys from This American Life. The story of Adnan Syed, um, who was a guy who was possibly imprisoned for a murder that he didn't commit. Um, and that's been investigated absolutely gripped people across the world the second season is just starting they've only dropped one episode so far and it looks like it's got a bit of a homeland vibe so we're looking at a soldier possible deserter um did he or did he not join the taliban that sort of case that they're going to unpack over 10 or 12 episodes ahead and i'm just pumped to hear to hear more
2: I couldn't get on board with this one, Jam. Really? I was so excited when Serial's second season just quietly slipped into my my podcast feed, but
0: I didn't even make it through the first episode.
2: Do you think I, it's because I
0: don't watch Homeland? No, I'm so with you, Mia. I can appreciate okay. it for the production that goes into it. Yes, it's and the beauty made. The, It's beautifully made. But I'm with you. I'm not gripped by the story. I think – I wonder if it's because I was expecting, again, another true crime murder su- kind of situation where right. I don't care enough about soldiers that are in a very faraway mm. land that mm. are still alive. And also the fact that they're teaming up with a documentary filmmaker, I just kind of went, oh, I don't know. That was controversial, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it was. Though I I, I can see why they didn't want to go the true crime route again. Like, serial was such a phenomenon and so many people jumped on board that if they went again, you're almost setting yourself up to fail. People are going to say, but it wasn't
0: as good. It wasn't as good. But it's not as good now because we want
1: murder. I'm sorry, but if it bleeds, it leads. You're not (gasps) interested. Wow. You're not interested in, in... like this. This was a like he's a real U.S. So soldier, Bo Bergdahl, like who who potentially deserted, potentially um, was sort of you know sucked in by the Taliban's propaganda. Once he was working with them, he was held in yeah. solitary confinement in small black rooms for ages. He's back in the U.S. now. No I one mean, knows the truth.
0: I will listen to it, but. Part of the reason I loved serial so much was the relationship between Sarah Koenig and Adnan Sayed through all those yes. hours of phone conversations right. and we don't have that in this in this series. It's Sorry, true. I'll it still it listen. triangulates it. Mm. It
2: triangulates it because it's the it's the conversations between Bo and the documentary filmmaker. And he's then given those forty hours of audio recordings to Sarah Koenig. But I knew it wasn't going to be another murder mystery because they'd very much hinted at that at the at the end of the last season. And I don't think they wanted to do the same thing again. Mm. But what I found easier about season one of Serial was it had more universal themes. The themes of mystery. Like it had the traditional murder mystery, who done it. It was all stuff that was very easy to understand. To understand this, I was even reading an interview with Sarah and she was talking about how on the website they've got these flyover maps so that you can understand the differences between Prashawa and this one. And and in America, the war is such a huge thing because America is so involved in it and there are soldiers and coming home in body bags and it's hugely political and everybody has an opinion on it. I'm with you, Mons. I don't have that connection to it. It feels so far removed that the semantics of why he deserted, or if he didn't desert, I just I just wasn't that gripped. I, I didn't overthink it. I just found myself not wanting to listen past the first half of the first episode. What are you, What are you listening to, Mia? I really liked Women of the Hour, Lena Dunham's six part podcast, and I know that you didn't. I hated you. it. <laughs> yeah,
0: and
1: we're I we're just ganging I, up on each other with the podcast recommendations. Like Tell me why you hated it because I think I understand. This is going to be sound awful. I really like Lena Dunham. I really like girls. They're my disclaimers. I think what she does is awesome. But this felt like I was talking to one of my friends from first year uni who'd just done a women's studies course and wouldn't effing shut up about it and was trying to, you know, put intersectional feminism into, you know, how the fact that she's gone to the letterbox to grab something that's got delivered in the mail that day. Like it just felt... Like it was too much reading into too many things. It felt kind of whiny and I, it felt young. I, 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 I didn't enjoy it.
2: I agree with that. It does feel young. It did in parts, remind me a little bit of, is it a Sina O'Neill, that that YouTuber or Instagrammer who made that very emotionally overwrought video mm. about feeling all the feelings about giving up social media? <laughs> I've been that girl. I've been 19 and feeling all the feelings. But And, and this is, has got a little bit of that naivety about it. I know what you're saying. But I just liked... The storytelling of it. There's a there's a bonus episode towards the end of the series where it's a journalist called Helen Ann Peterson, and it's just her talking about the loss of her first love, ironically, um, a soldier who was killed in duty, and they weren't together at the time, but. I just loved it. It was a beautiful piece of audio storytelling. So there are some episodes that resonated with me more than others. There were some very, very self-indulgent episodes like um, Lena Dunham talking to Jemima Kirk, who plays Jessa. And they have this very self-indulgent conversation about their friendship and the, the twists and turns of their friendship. And part of it's fun because it's a bit behind the scenes. But, yeah, I, it was a bit patchy in parts. But, look, I'm, I'm always very interested in what Lena Dunham does, not just from the point of view of the influence she has on our culture. So I just like hearing her voice, even if it's not my voice. It's the voice of someone much, much younger than me. But I like hearing the, what she thinks of the world.
1: That's true. She really is a, a, a voice of sort of gro- teenage girls and women in their young, early 20s right now. I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't be snobby because if I took myself back five years, I would be defending their right to have
0: a voice. Jam, what's your go-to fluffy, trashy podcast that you love to listen to?
1: I don't want to use the word trashy because that makes it sound bad, but my favourite podcast to listen to other than our own when I just want to sort of switch off my brain and enjoy myself and be entertained is Hamish Nandy. And um, I know I'm probably not the target really? audience for Hamish and Andy's podcast. I don't listen to them on the radio. I think those guys have had times when they've been on real highs and just been kicking goals and they've had times, especially the last couple of years, where I don't think their humour has gelled quite the way it should on radio I think they have 100% hit their stride again this year they are warm they're self-deprecating they're silly without being mean or making fun of people and so much of FM radio is about making people look stupid whereas they will only ever make themselves look stupid and they just they, – they, I sit listening to those podcasts. I usually have it on when I've got other things to do, so it doesn't matter if I completely lose track um, because I do treat it a bit more like radio. But I just enjoy them. They, they make me laugh out loud. They make me smile. I love the way they – Mm. take what's going on in the world and they just look at the silly light side of it. They do the opposite of what Lena Dunham does
0: with what's Mm. happening in the world. Um, That's true.
1: And I I, I just really enjoy the way they interact with their audience and the relationship they have with their audience.
0: My trashy secret indulgence podcast is Kate, Tim and Marty. Really? Who are the drive team on Nova for the same reason. I don't have to sit through the ads and the bullshit music. It's just banter between three people who are friends. Huh, like this. And, um, yeah, it's silly and it's funny and, yeah, it's just you don't have to listen too hard. You don't have to concentrate too hard. It's great. Isn't it funny? I would never, ever consider subscribing to a, a radio
2: podcast that's so interesting my um in terms of friendship what you were saying jam about the the sort of the f- the banter between hamish and andy mm. i get that from Chat 10 looks Three, oh, with which Lee has Sales to and be Annabelle
1: Crab. you know other than our own the best podcast yeah. of the year
2: i love that and it was actually um one of the award winners in this year's itunes best podcasts of the year along with Serial and us and I just I mean they're so funny those two it's someone was saying to them they've created a Chat 10 Looks 3 bingo and it's like when there's an interruption drink when there oh not drink bingo <laughs> when there's a you can hear Lee eating bingo and uh it's it's the, the the production values are terrible. They – half the time they forget to – or they don't get time to upload a new episode. But they just delight in each other's company so much. And I love it because I know Lee and Annabelle and it's the side of them that I adore. But a lot of people who see Lee in her 7.30 re- report hosting role or see Annabelle reporting on politics – would particularly love it because there's that unexpected fact that Lee's an amazing singer and yes. they've both got these really bawdy senses of humour and sometimes they
1: swear. You know, there's the things I love most about their podcast, there's so many, but one is Annabelle's use of language. Like I don't know anyone else who uses words like rambunctious yeah. in their just everyday sort of chat. Um, she would be good on this when I've been overusing the word beautiful in these podcasts, whereas she would just not do that. She's got 10,000 new synonyms. When Lee decides to get her show tunes on...
0: Well, it's
1: it sure just, it brings joy to my heart when she channels Julie Andrews and decides to sing on that podcast because Jack it's just so divergent from her 7.30 your persona. But the best bit is the relationship between the two of them. I feel like you're you're privy to this awesome female friendship that is built on a lot of trust and mutual respect and a really good time and I, I, I love I love hearing them chat.
2: I interviewed Annabelle, I've interviewed both of them for No Filter this year, but I asked Annabelle about their friendship and how they met, so you'll have to go and
0: listen to No Filter
1: to find that out. I already have and it's really good, everyone should go listen to it.
0: <laughs> My secret weekend indulgence is a program called Sunday Profile, it's a radio national program, have you guys heard of it? It's... I don't think no. I have. Who hosts it? It's hosted by Richard Aidey, who used to host Life Matters on Radio National and but the Media Report he's been hosting but that's just been axed. This is the his national interview program and what he does is just really detailed stories and key interviews with really interesting Australians that you've probably never heard of. And I just find it because I'm very curious about people and I really appreciate Richard's Uh, interviewing style, and I've learnt so far about some really interesting people. So far, like Andrew Upton, who's married to Kate Blanchett, about how he stepped down, you know, his role as the Artistic Director of the Sydney Theatre Company. Am I boring you already? No, keep going. Tim Sopomasan, who's the Race Discrimination Commissioner, uh, the Australian Diamonds Netball Coach. Like, just what makes these people tick and who they are? It's really... It is Sunday Profile. I really enjoy it. Good recommendation. Mia, have you got another one? I like those
2: ones, those interview programs where you can flick through and and watch the people, listen to the people that you're interested in. I've got one along those lines. It's called um, the Long Form Podcast and it's these two guys out of the US um, who interview journalists who write long form either online or in magazines or in usually in magazines and online Um, and it's – Fantastic. And some of the, the writers that I just adore, I pick and choose the writers that I, that I read. Um, and what have been some just, of the best you, ones this year? If you're a journalist, oh, my God, you have got to subscribe to this and listen to it or if you want to be a journalist or if you're interested in journalism. Yeah. Um, what have I loved? Adrian Chen, who wrote the cover story for The New Yorker about the woman from the um, Westboro Baptist Church, was fantastic. Yeah. They don't date or they don't tend to date. So they did one with Ira Glass, who um, conceived and hosts – this American Life. Ariel Levy, Tavi Gevinson, yeah, Cheryl cool. so Straight. Oh yeah, very good people. Big people. Um, the editor of Jezebel, um, you know, lots of really, really interesting women. Megan Daum is one of my favorites. Katie Katie Baker, so one of the founding editors of, of Jezebel. So there a, a real mix of women who are working and men who are working mm-hmm. in different aspects of journalism but it's just I love it and then the companion app to that is the long form app which is probably the app I use most on my phone which gives you a weekly or it gives you a a real-time roundup of all the best long form pieces on the internet.
1: I'm going to do my last one which has been my uh, sort of Sunday morning indulgence, I suppose, one's kind of like you. And that is Alec Baldwin's podcast, Here's the Thing. Mm. And we've talked about this on Out Loud before. I really do pick and choose with Alec Baldwin's podcast because a lot of the people he interviews and their long-form interviews, just I'm not that interested in. But if you go back over his feet, you are guaranteed to find someone who will engage and excite you. So a couple of quick recommendations of the ones I've enjoyed the most. Uh, Julie Andrews was absolutely awesome and said all these things including about the fact she just got divorced immediately before filming The Sound of Music and she was incredibly sad on set the whole time doing this happy happy film when she was wondering how she was going to bring up a a little girl on her own. Um, I really loved Jerry Seinfeld who practically took over the interview with Alec Baldwin and started interviewing Alec but talks about meditation, he talks about why Seinfeld works, he talks worked he talked about why he's a creative and the most recent one which I um, surprised myself by how much I enjoyed it was with Julie Tamer who was the (laughs) person who brought the Lion King to life on stage so she was the woman behind the puppets behind the costumes she directed it she was involved in the dance in the music everything and um, she just had such a creative and like diverse perspective on theatre and what you should be doing when you're telling a story to an audience and and she I I I listened to that so excited and sent it to sort of 10,000 friends in different creative pursuits afterwards because there was something in it for anyone who works in a creative profession
2: he's such a good interviewer isn't
1: he oh he's just divine Mm. and he's have you heard him with Lena Dunham
2: Yeah, that one's just too funny. He also does a great one with Lorne Michael who's the creator of Saturday Night Live and he talks about what it's like managing creative people. And Lawn says, we don't, cause Saturday Night Live is on at 11.30 at night. He goes, we don't go on at 11.30 because we're ready. We go on because it's 11.30 and we have to. <laughs> and so he's all about managing some, you know, everyone from Will Ferrell to Tina Fey to Amy Poehler, all these amazing people who start as these fledgling comics and then go on to be incredible and, and leave the nest and their kind of life cycle at, at Saturday Night Live. It's um, oh, it's a fantastic podcast. I agree wholeheartedly with that recommendation. I've got one called Ooh. Death, Sex, and Money. Oh yeah, by Anna Sale, and I think she's another alumni of This American Life. She talks about she says it's the, about the things we don't talk about much and we need to talk about more and it's really really eclectic so uh the latest episode is autism isn't what i signed up for it's in a very heartfelt interview or, or conversation with this woman who's had two autistic children um she's done another episode called why you're not having sex it is. It's about sex, death and money. It's it's just a great um, storytelling, conversational podcast. It's really brilliant.
0: I've got one more. Sorry, I know we've got so many. But if you've never listened to Willosophy with Will Anderson, um, that is a really interesting podcast to listen to because Will is a comedian and has built a career on being a funny guy. But he's built this podcast about people's philosophies. So he gets in high-profile guests and the first question he asks them is, who are you he doesn't introduce them to the listener he just says who are you and that very first question stumps a lot of people because they automatically have to inwardly reflect and go I don't know who I am who am I and then it becomes a long-form discussion about their philosophies how they got to where they are now and even though the subject matter is quite deep Will has this fantastic ability to just bring some so much light and shade to it uh so, And again, I go through that feed and pick and choose the kind of people that I want to hear. So he's teamed up with people like Todd Sampson, John Safran, Ben Lee, Dr. Carl Krasniewski, Judith Lucy. Uh, he did one with Annabelle Crabb that was fantastic. There's some really interesting conversations in there. That's a long one, um, Willosophy. What do you think is, is – are you attracted or repelled by certain lengths of podcasts? Anything over an hour I don't click on. <laughs> But sometimes is almost two hours. Mm, I have to – I don't click on those ones. Or I listen in two different parts. So I'll start mm. it and then go back to it later if it, if it okay. grabs me. Thank you so much for listening to our bonus episodes. It's been the best podcast of the year and we know you've got plenty too and you can get on the podcast Facebook page and let us know what your favourites of the year have been. That's Mamma Mia Podcast Network in Facebook. You can also tweet us at Mamma Mia Podcasts or email us podcast at mammamia.com.au. Happy listening to you. Cast on, potters. And we will talk to you in 2016.